podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This, this Zoom Ahmed for IFL TV proudly sponsored by Everlast. I might be joined by the most in-demand man in, in boxing today, <laughs> Fabio Wardley. Um, look, yeah, Fraser Clark and his team have pulled uh, Fraser out of the purse bids with yourself today. Um, the floor is yours, Fabio Wardley. <laughs> the floor is mine. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what's going on as much as you do. I just, mate, the floor should be theirs. They should be the ones answering the questions here. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like the, the thing is, because we know for a certain fact that the I thought I thought first off, I thought my mandatory came around pretty quickly. But I was I took it, I was fine, all right, fine, I'll take it on the chin, whatever. If I've got a fight soon, I've got a fight soon, no worries. People like Joe Joyce and that, when he had his, he had his for months. He had his for about 18 months with no question. I get mine in about three or four. So that was suspicious. But we, we found out in the end that 258, uh, Fraser themselves, them guys together, they lobbied the board. They they put a thing to the board specifically to say, hey, we want a mandate, Wardley versus Clark. The board agreed. Fair enough. Done. Put it together. We get all the way here to this point of all the build-up of everyone saying, yes, they're going to do it. We're going to bid this. We're going to bid that. And then next thing you know, not even not even days before, hours before they pull out. It, make, it makes zero sense. I'm guessing you spoke to your promoter, Eddie Hearn, about this. Um, did he say that there was any reason given by Boxer or Ben Shalom about why they've pulled him out? No, no reason given. No reason given. No reason given other other than they're a shit house. Other other than reason than they don't. They clearly don't believe in their man the way they say they do. Because the only, the only credit I will give is to Fraser. I do genuinely believe he is a fighting man. I do genuinely believe that he does. He he does and would fight me. I think he's got the wrong people around him, the wrong team around him. Too many people in in his ear. And I think, actually, I think that affected his confidence with those people around him saying, oh, it's a bit soon for you. We don't think you're ready. Maybe in a few more fights, maybe you need to do it then. I think that affected him to the point where maybe he even thought himself and put some self-doubt in his head where he thought, oh, actually, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not ready for this. I guess there's two thoughts of, of camps here. One where you think, right, it's just the promoter, Ben Chilman Boxer, have just told Fraser, their fighter, we're not doing this and we pull you out. The other thought is, and I'm I'm saying this because in this modern day, um, in the boxing world, the, the fighter really runs his ship, if you like. It's not like the old days. Um, so the other thought is, well, Fraser Clark is the captain of his own ship. He should instruct this team what he wants to do if he wants to fight. He should sort of tell Ben to sod off and I'm still sort of going ahead with this and don't call me out. So where are you with that? I think I think you're bang on. I think that's the thing. I think that's the exact point. We're not in the 1980s anymore. It's not the old days of you get told when and where you're fighting and you have no say in it. We as fighters have control. There's no point in my career ever where Ed can say to me, especially for a fight that's been mandated, Ed could go... You're not having that fight. You're not doing that for no. There's no reason. If it's a purse bid situation and you don't, and Ed doesn't want to bid, fair enough, don't bid. But that doesn't mean I'm out of the fight. 
that means I'm still in. It means I'll just I'll fight on another promotion. So unfortunately, the buck lies with Fraser. It, it, it falls and ends with him. There's no one. There's no. I I I, I have on good authority that I spoke to someone today. I spoke to a um, a well-known boxing uh, solicitor, lawyer who writes contracts and things like that to check these things before I did things like this. And he said he's never seen a contract ever. He's been working in boxing for years. He's never seen a contract ever where a promoter has had the power to pull you from a fight, basically, to say you can't fight. So he, so ultimately, like I say, the buck lies with Fraser. He has made the final... Di it may be under advisement, don't get me wrong. They may have said, look, we don't think... Maybe now, we, like, we won't do it now. We'll do it for you later, this, that, the other. But ultimately, he has to be the final person to go, no, all right, I'm not doing this. But from that, what I can't quite figure out is, as you said um, a couple of minutes ago, his management company, 258, did request to the board that he is mandatory. So obviously at one point that they were thinking they really wanted it and then something's happened where they've decided to withdraw him. So it... They're, obviously, these questions need to be posed probably to two five eight. I suppose. Yeah, I think I think you need to get them on there. I think you need to get two five eight on. I think you need to get Ben on. I think you need to get Fraser on. And I think they need to be posed them questions because I can't answer them for you. I didn't ask for the fight. They did. They asked for it. I accepted. I said, "Fine, no worries. We'll do it. We'll go to bids. We'll see who comes out on top, and then we'll do the fight." And I was more than happy to do it. My only. My only thought of it was was that they thought it would come a lot later than what the board proposed. They, the board put the, the bids in relatively quick after announcing that it's been mandated and then they said it had to be done by September. I think they kind of thought that maybe the board would give them till maybe November, December time, something like that, to allow Fraser to have a few more fights, build him up, whatever else. So I think I think that's my only that's my only point on that really is I think maybe it came too soon for them and they thought they thought hang on hang on hang on our guy's not ready yet we need to build him up over time and stuff but again that would affect you as in a fighter there's knowing your team going we don't think you're ready if if I look around at my team and and, and no one believes in me then that's going to affect you and your confidence as well like you're going to look. You're going to look and feel shit. And then, especially with having a promoter like Ben Shalom, who's handled the situation extremely poorly, they've been on completely different pages throughout this whole process. Ben's been saying one thing, oh, we've got a plan for Fraser. It's going to be longer down the line. We're going to do this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. Fraser coming out saying, I'm ready. I want to fight. I'll do it now. I'll do it next. Like, it's all... I don't know what's going on over that side, but it's, no one knows what's going on over that side, actually. It's in it's in a mess. It's shambles. So we're speaking on the 10th of May. Today was supposed to be the day of the purse bid. Yesterday, on the 9th of May, uh, Sky Sports put an article saying that Boxer and Ben Shalom have offered yourself a career high payday. Um, you obviously responded to that. So do you want to... For just people who haven't seen your posts maybe across social media about that uh, proposed offer, do you want to just talk about that to the viewers? Uh, yeah, there was an offer made and it was less than what I got paid for my last fight. Now, it's a more 
there's more that was a that was a clickbait headline that they put out in defense of of me going at them on socials on Twitter and whatever and they were trying to they were trying to claw some credibility back but the offer the number of the first offer they put forward was 1000% less than what I got for my last fight that's a certified fact now they came back a few more times and revised some things and did some other things and and that's a different story but initially what they said was oh if if you do this and the fight and first of all that I can't go into it's difficult because I can't go into too much details of it but it wasn't a single fight deal it wasn't a multi it was a multi fight deal that they wanted and the the fight that they offered initially wasn't even against Fraser so again clickbaity bullshit lines leading the story trying to lead the narrative in the wrong direction that's not the full story that's not how it went at all so yeah by the back end of the contract it would have been my career highest payday but if i'd have stayed with matchroom or anyone else by the end of that point i'd probably earn more than they were offering anyway so it's not the, it's not the same as going oh we offered him a career high payday because you didn't you offered me a multi-fight deal with a back end, with a heavy back end. Having seen that yesterday, then, the offers that you received, did you expect that they might pull out the bids today? I expect, I did expect they might. I had a thought, anyways. I had a thought. I had a thought. I knew that, I, I knew that they wouldn't want to go to war, basically. They wouldn't want to have to bid it out. I knew they wouldn't want to do that. If they could do it behind closed doors, as you say, or do it individually or do it personally, then yeah, cool. We can do that. But I but I knew I know I know that they really did not want to go to purse bids. And like you say, if you had this, if it was my career highest payday, cool. Go to the purse bids, stick that on the line. Why not? If if you've got it, if it's there, if it's the most I was ever gonna earn then stick that on the line. So clearly, if you didn't even have the minerals to show up to the purse bids or cancel them, then clearly that line's bullshit as well. I know your career doesn't centre around Fraser Clark. It certainly doesn't, and you move on from here. But from a financial point of view, if you like, obviously this fight, as you said, had been built up for quite a long while. It was a much bigger fight than when it was first talked about because of all the drama over the last few weeks whether it was on DAZN or whether it was on Sky, whoever was going to bid the most today, you and Fraser were going to make a lot of money out of this for the stage yeah. that you were at, you, at your career. So disappointing from a financial point of view, if you're being honest. Uh, yeah, of course, always. It's, always. it's always nice to make a few quid, don't get me wrong. But ultimately, if, if, things, if things don't come together properly, it's not all about the money. If it's not going to be done right, if, it's not, if the process ain't right, if everyone's trying to screw everyone and pull little deals on the side and whatever else and not do ultimately what's in the best interest for the boxer. Because, the, again, another reason boxer won't want to go to purse bids is because they don't want to overpay Fraser because he's had six fights or whatever. And they know that to win the bid, you'll have to pay a lot of money. It's 60-40. He gets 40% of a big chunk of money 
which they'll see as a large overpayment for someone who's six or seven fights in. It's something they want to do. So if anything, they're doing over their own fighter as well. It's, it's, don't get me wrong, it's the sport we're in. Sometimes boxing's a bit like that. But if I was Fraser and I was looking at my own team, I'd, I'd be knocking at someone's door. Do you feel a certain type of way now about Fraser and Boxer? Do you have any feelings towards them at the moment? No, not at all. Not at all. I don't take anything personally. Business is business. Like we know how the game works. These things happen. I feel I feel annoyed with Boxer in the way they've handled the situation so poorly because it feels like they've known for a while that they didn't want to go to purse bid. So if you've known that then pull out earlier and let us make other plans. Don't let me, Ed, matchroom the team and waste our time putting together, having meetings with having meetings together, having meetings with the zone about how much we're going to bid and put together. So all gone to waste. And in, in terms of Fraser, I actually feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because I feel like him and his promotional team are on completely different pages of him wanting the fight in, in some capacity. He may have like I say, the, the buck lies with him in terms of pulling out, but I think they put that in his head. I think they they removed the confidence from him enough to go, I want that fight, I still I want to do it. And they advised him, no, 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 we can do this, that for you, we'll get the fight for you later, everything else. Whereas he could have had a, a, a massive payday early on in his career, a great opportunity, Ed came down to Ipswich. We we met. We went down to Portman Road. He could have had a massive stadium fight in front of 30,000 people. We could have done all that. And his own promotional company have removed that possibility for him. Yeah. So, obviously, the board um, mandated this fight. Have you heard anything? I know it's just literally after they've pulled out the purse bids. But have you heard anything in regards to whether they're going to put Another mandatory on you. They're going to have some time for you to do your own thing because of this situation. What's next? No, I've not heard a word. Not heard a word. Don't know nothing. Don't know nothing. I don't. The thing is, you don't know what the board's going to do. I didn't. I, I didn't know they were going to mandate Fraser in the first place. So that came out of nowhere as well. But I took it around with it and did what I did. But it is what it is. Like I don't know what their plan is next. But also, they look a bit stupid now as well because it's it's. They look a bit stupid, but it's Boxer and what, whoever this made Boxer and Ben this made them look stupid, or two five eight more so who went to them and said, "Oh, we want the fight," and the board kind of went out on a bit of a limb because it was quite early doors to mandate a fight, but they did it, and then we get there, and then they get to purse bids, and then they go, "Actually, no, we don't want the fight." So now the board looks a bit silly. Two five eight looked dumb. Ben and Boxer look all over the shop. And Fraser looks the worst of the lot because he probably does want the fight, but no one's. He look. He looks like a dog on a leash. No one's letting him do anything. Yeah, were you a bit surprised? I know they lobbied two five eight to the board about mandating their guy Fraser, but you've got Solomon Dacres who's obviously been doing good things in his career so far. Um, David Adelaide, I know who you've had a bit of back and forth with, but obviously he's been progressing well in his career. <laughs> so far as well. So did you expect either Dakers or Adelaide to get mandated? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They're obviously the kind of... The, the, they were the three names, including Fraser, that were being spoken about. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do, no. 
But whether it's sooner, later, now, whatever, who knows? I think after all this, I think the board should take a step back and go, hang on, we need to we need to be a bit more careful in our choosings here and what we decide we're going to do and who we're going to give these moments to. Have you spoken to Dillian about this? No, I haven't actually. He's the one person out of everyone that I haven't spoken to yet. Uh, because I know, I know exactly what he'll say. But I'll probably catch up with him later tonight. Yeah, I bet he'll have some interesting views uh, on this. Well, listen, um, well, yeah, interesting day. Uh, no purse bids, but um, your career moves on. Um, so, Fabio, anything you'd like to add about this situation, add to your fans before we close off? Nah, thank you for um, just saying to the fans. Thank you to everyone that supports. Thank you to everyone that looks out. Thank you to all my Twitter warriors that jump in when, when, when I have my moments on there as well. Thank you to those guys. But um, look, sorry the fight wasn't made, but there's bigger fights to come. There's more going on. It makes no effect to me. We're going to keep moving. So it's just on to the next one. Fabio Woodley, thank you very much for your time. And uh, God bless. We'll speak soon, all right? Cheers, bro. Thank you. Catch you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.